Welcome to Courage and Spice. This is the podcast for humans with self-doubt. I'll share evidence-based resources and teach you proven coaching tools to help you transcend your self-doubt. I'm Sass Petherick, a master coach and founder of the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. Hello lovely humans, today we are talking about some really practical ways that you can begin to heal a need for external validation. I want you to know that if this is something that you have a tendency for, it's completely human, understandable, and look, there is an entire billion dollar social technology industry that is set up to exploit this need in us and to profit from it. But I do believe there is more to your life than being some likable, inoffensive, Instagrammable version of you. So we're going to take a look at what has created a need for external validation. And then I want to share three really practical steps that you can take to begin to change this dynamic into something a bit more liberating and spacious for you. So as a self-doubt coach, I've worked with hundreds of folks over the years, many of whom came to coaching because they had this sense of real dissatisfaction about their lives. And one of the core facets of that dissatisfaction was this realization that Almost every action in their lives was being governed by trying to influence what other people thought about them or trying to ensure that they behaved in a way that preserved their relationships with other people. So they were either not doing things they really wanted to do because they believed that those things might offend or irritate other people, inconvenience other people, or they were doing things they didn't want to do because they knew that this kept other people happy and would win them praise or validation, reassurance that they were okay and they fit in. So this dynamic is super common, but let's look at why we seek external validation in the first place. Because since we were all tiny babies, we've received external validation, everything from praise for our first solid poo, or being told off for crayoning on the kitchen wall, to the benign neglect that most folks who were parented in the 1970s received, when our parents were actual babies with quite limited emotional maturity. Most of us grow up with our sense of self being defined by what other people think and say about us. So if you were the smart one in your family, you probably believed that you were pretty bright and that getting good grades would ensure that that validation continued. If you were constantly told off because your family couldn't tolerate any kind of imperfection, you may have understandably internalized that something was or even still is wrong with you. And if we've never explored or questioned what we've learned about ourselves through what other people tell us, 
we kind of learn to just depend on other people's opinions and judgments and perceptions of us. For lots of us with self-doubt, it means that we can feel a bit defined by other people. But this creates two quite problematic dynamics. Firstly, we need a constant supply of that approval and reassurance and validation from other people so that we can feel good, that we're a good person, that we can feel good emotions, to even just feel that we're alive, that we are seen and that we belong. And secondly, we can feel shame or guilt or anger, loneliness or confusion or anxiety or any of those other difficult emotions when someone seems to disapprove of us or invalidates us or even disagrees with us. And this can often lead to lots of unhelpful beliefs and behaviors to kind of manage all of it. So you might spend most of your life, and you're so not alone in this if you are, chasing after that acceptance and validation and feeling pretty terrified of rejection or just disappointing other people. And this is how we end up in these weird dynamics where we're pleasing other people or feeling a bit afraid to show ourselves or we just end up prioritizing other people's needs above our own. You might even have a sense that you don't really know who you are, what you actually feel, what you truly think, what you prefer or like. And this is a completely understandable symptom of having other people tell you who you are for most of your life. It can feel a bit like yourself gets quite closely enmeshed with other people. So I just want you to know, I completely personally relate to this. This is basically me in my 20s and most of my 30s. And I really want to reassure you that your true nature is not this kind of emotional amoeba. It's just what you've learned. So let's look at how this shows up for us as adults. If we've learned this over the course of a lifetime, what can we maybe notice in our lives? So you might find that you're seeking reassurance all the time that you're okay. And this can be in relationships particularly. So if you notice your partner is a bit irritable or upset at something, you might just automatically assume that that's because of something you've done or haven't done. So you start asking them repeatedly if everything's okay, if they're okay, if you're okay. If you're trying to make a decision, maybe something like, should you apply for a new job? You might find that you tend to call friends and family and people that you know, asking them what they think you should do. And you might find that when you post on social media, every little heart and comment and share feels really good. This is the sneaky bloody thing about external validation. It works. It actually feels quite good. If we feel a little bit insecure and we ask for reassurance, we ask for that validation and then we get it, we temporarily feel quite relieved. Our worries and fears sort of go away for a little bit of time. External validation is amazing for alleviating some self-doubt in the short term. So you might find that you get some relief, you get a sense of peace that I am okay, just perhaps even for a few minutes or a few hours, a few days. 
But then inevitably something else is going to happen and that fear and worry and doubt returns. And you may find that you need even more reassurance, more validation to achieve that same sense of relief. And that's because any external validation that you receive is treating the symptom, it's treating that sense of, am I okay? It's not treating the cause, the root reasons why you need to feel okay in the first place. So by constantly seeking that external validation, we basically outsource our self-trust, right? We give our partner or friends, family, colleagues, sometimes strangers on the internet, the job of looking after our self-trust. Now just think about what is going on here for a moment. Some of these people are the least qualified humans in the known universe to do this, right? They have no interest in your self-doubt. But even if they did, even if they really care about you, if your interests are super valuable to them, even so, every single opinion they have is first going to be filtered through their own worries, doubts, and fears. So we end up with this weird dynamic where not only are you requiring other people to be good at a job that they aren't meant to have, right, looking after your self-trust, you also rob yourself of the sacred task of being responsible for validating yourself. It never works, right? This is why it never works. You're giving that job to other people and you're robbing yourself of it. So I really want to offer you three ways that you can begin to validate yourself right now. And what I really want you to hear, like if there's one thing you take away from this episode, is that you don't have to be practiced at validating yourself to do it effectively. Right? You don't have to be an expert at validating yourself, and how could you be if this is actually an issue for you? But you can start. And these three practices are designed to be super simple. They will dramatically change your relationship with your self-trust. And I really, really want you to be kind to yourself about this because seeking external validation is completely human. There's nothing wrong with that. Having other people offer us praise and critique, opinions and advice, this is a rich, rich source of connection and belonging. But what happens is when we haven't learned to validate ourselves is we get the balance a bit skewy, right? Imagine if 20 to 30% of your self-trust came from your safe and trusted people giving you that, yeah, you're okay feedback. But 70 to 80% of it came from yourself. It was self-generating. Like, what would it be like for you if you really knew and trusted that you had your own back? So that's where we're going. That's what we're aiming for. Validation from others is a perfectly valid and important aspect of our relationships. And it makes a huge difference when we're able to validate and support and help ourselves. 
So here are the three ways that can help create a little more balance in that sense of validation of where you start to assume the sacred responsibility for your own self-trust. Okay, number one, before you seek external validation, just ask yourself, what do I hope that this person tells me? And then tell that to yourself. So this first practice is about becoming really intentional before you seek out that validation from other people. You're starting to get some clarity about what you actually want to hear and why you're seeking it in the first place. It's likely that we aren't always looking for someone's advice or an opinion when we seek them out. Sometimes we just want someone to say, you're okay, or to see the best in you or to believe in you. So give yourself what you're seeking from them before you seek them out. And then by all means, ask someone else to weigh in if that still feels important. You might even, for extra credit, want to experiment with asking them to say what you actually need to hear. I know I started doing this with Ash, with my partner, and just saying, look, I really just need you to say this is going to be okay, or tell me what's good about this situation. And he is always super grateful when he knows clearly what I'm looking for. Then it doesn't feel like we're playing a game that he could somehow get wrong or lose. So this is the thing. The words that you want to hear from someone else are going to be far more powerful if you're really clear about why you're asking for them. So the goal isn't to stop reaching out to other people. It's just also to be there for yourself first. So that was number one. Before you seek out validation from other people, ask yourself, what do I hope that person tells me? And then offer that to yourself. The second practice is to start to see the part of you that is a bit hungry for validation as the frightened child version of you. So this is going to be particularly helpful if you recognized yourself in my earlier characterizations of not really receiving the type of love and support and kindness you needed growing up. You might find that you've learned to dismiss your ongoing needs for love and support and kindness because they just weren't met when you were growing up. And sometimes this can tip over so we end up internalizing a harsh or critical internal voice. And no wonder that we seek out other people to give us that warm fuzzy feeling if inside us it's a pretty unforgiving place. So what happens if you give your younger self that sense of everything is going to be okay, I've got you. If you picture that little child who you once were, who tried so hard, meant no harm and just wanted to be loved and cherished, this will likely help you to deflate any self-criticism you have about feeling a bit hungry for validation and fill you with a bit more of a genuine sense of compassion for yourself. Now, again, this doesn't need to be an alternative to seeking compassion and love and kindness from others. It just provides more of a secure foundation that you'll be better able to receive that from. 
Now, if you want to know a bit more about embracing compassion and imperfection to support that inner critical voice, please do go listen to episodes 63 and 64. We're talking about the faces of our protective self-doubt, and one of these is the critic. So if you really recognize, oh, this, my self-doubt sounds really harsh and unforgiving, it's quite mean, then it may be that learning how to speak really compassionately with yourself is going to help. But seeing that part of you that's hungry for validation as this frightened child, as the part of you that never quite had that growing up and offering that back to yourself can be really, really healing. Thirdly, get into the habit of asking yourself, what do I need right now? This is a fantastic practice to get into. Just asking yourself, What does my body need right now? What does my mind need? What does my spirit need? What will make you feel better, more stable, healthier, more balanced right now? You may find that you just need some water, right? You need to maybe take a nap or just have a moment where your feet are in the grass. You might want to take a walk or practice some deep breathing just to clear your mind. It may be that you need to have a difficult conversation. You need to say no to something. But this is validating yourself in action. Whenever you pay attention to your needs and address them, so you take action to feel the feeling or do the thing that is going to help you feel more balanced, you are reinforcing to yourself that you are important to you. That regardless of whatever you've done or not done, you matter to you. You're worthy of your own attention. Getting into that habit of asking yourself, what do I need right now? Super validating. Okay, so they are our three practices. I'm just going to repeat them for you. So firstly, before seeking external validation, ask yourself, what do I hope this person tells me? And then offer that to yourself. Tell that to yourself. Two, see the part of you that is hungry for validation as the frightened child version of you. And three, get into the habit of asking yourself, what do I need right now? You know, one of the ways I did this was to just set an alarm every 20 minutes on my phone. After two days of that, I was so irritated with the process that I started to just do this more automatically. And this is the thing, right? One thing that's really helped me tremendously in learning how to validate myself is just accepting that it's okay to need some reminders like this. I spent so much time in my 20s and 30s particularly feeling like everyone else seemed to have been given a manual for how to be an adult and I didn't have it. I had no real idea of how to take care of myself emotionally, psychologically. And I saw that work of looking after myself, validating myself, as something a bit shameful, like an indication that everyone else had it figured out and I was just a bit shit at it. And then I just judged myself for not knowing how to take care of myself in the first place. It never occurred to me to be compassionate. And at the time in my life, I wasn't surrounded by people who could model compassion for me. 
looking back now, I had very few experiences of compassion. So no wonder I didn't know how to validate myself, how to hold myself. So if this sounds like your experience, please know you're not alone. There's nothing weird or shameful about seeking validation from others. But when it's the only place you get your sense of self from, it can just be a bit limiting. And it's never going to be as meaningful and fulfilling as learning how to do this for yourself, how to validate yourself. And as an example of this, I just want you to know how much I love creating this podcast for you. I think I'd do it anyway because I've always found ways to share my thoughts, share my work. So even if none of you were listening, I think I'd probably be putting it out there. At the risk of eating my own lunch, I wondered if you enjoyed this episode of Courage and Spice, will you validate me? Will you head over to iTunes and share a rating and a review? Like I said at the start of our episode, this entire algorithmically governed life that we are now living is set up so we get rated and reviewed all the bloody time. But let's help use this to get folks access to podcasts that help us all win. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Hey, if you're ready to explore more about your self-doubt, I want to invite you to take the Self-Doubt Archetypes Quiz. It's totally free and you'll uncover your particular flavor of self-doubt. It turns out self-doubt is not this amorphous cloud of woe. There are 12 different types of self-doubt and finding out yours is the first step to getting a handle on it. Just head over to www.sasspetherick.com backslash archetype for all the details.